Thank you, choir. Praise God. Amen. Our God is faithful. Your God is faithful. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, he has provided us with everything we need. Jesus Christ, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last, and everything else in between. Jesus came that you might have life. That you might really have life. Not just a simple existence. Not just a drudgery one day after another dragging yourself through this life. No. Jesus came that you might have life abundant. Jesus came that you would have victory in Jesus. Anybody here experiencing that this morning? Victory in Jesus. Jesus said, Amen. Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have it to the full. Have it more abundantly. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. Jesus says, let me lay it out for you. Follow me. Period. Jesus said, I will be with you always. He hasn't left it alone with us. He said, I will be with you always. See, Jesus does all that and more simply because he loves you. Jesus loves you. I'm afraid that We've heard that so many times that it doesn't mean anything to us anymore. Yeah, yeah, Jesus loves me, yeah. Jesus loves you. Jesus, God the Son, the Messiah, the Creator, the Savior of the world loves you and died for you and has provided everything you need. Jesus loves you. I've been thinking about that this week. And I just can't get this phrase out of my mind. Jesus loves me. All right, how about this way? Jesus loves me. Or how about this one? Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. This I know. For the Bible tells me so. Little ones to Him belong. They are weak, but He is strong. I like this part. 
Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. <laughs> you just heard the most profound truth on the face of the earth. Jesus loves me. You know what makes that hard to believe? He knows me. <laughs> Here's the question of the morning. Do you love him? Do you love Jesus? Oh, you hear the amens, you hear the yes, I do. But we're going to get back to that question in a minute. Do you love Jesus? Hang on with that one for a minute. We continue our journey with Jesus this morning all the way to Pentecost. We've got two weeks to go. I can't wait. Today, we see Jesus again in the upper room with his disciples. What happened in that upper room is recorded for us, at least in part, in John's Gospel, chapters 13 through 17. Your homework assignment for this week is to add this to your regular daily Bible studies. Read John chapter 13 through 17. Awesome stuff. Jesus, in this setting, is talking to people in a room that have left everything to follow him. You see, these aren't just some fly-by-night guys. These guys actually heard Jesus say, Come, follow me, and they did. They left everything to follow Jesus. They weren't messing around. They decided to follow Jesus, and they didn't turn back. For three years, they'd been walking in step with Jesus. As a matter of fact, they were in it with both feet. That's who he was talking to in John chapter 13 through 17. But that night, Jesus was very clear about what it would take in the future for them to follow him, what even, he, even he was clear about what the future would look like as they followed Jesus. He was rather blunt with them. Boy, you'd think he would have scared them away. In chapter 15, he says, The world will hate you because of me. Hello? He said in chapter 16, he said, in this world, you will have trouble, brothers, sisters, who choose to follow me. You know what Jesus was trying to get across to them that night, among other things? He was trying to say to those guys, hey, listen, you are in for some tough, tough days. There are going to be some strong, powerful, spiritual battles in your future. You're going to have to wage some spiritual warfare in the future. So what I'm telling you tonight, he was saying, in that upper room, he said, listen up. What I have to say these, this night to you is, is of utmost importance. Listen up. 
Take mental notes. This is important. You're going to need this. And then Jesus proceeded to pour into their lives that night some pretty transformational, foundational stuff. Truths, if you will, that would serve them well in the future. Okay, back to our question. Do you love Jesus? He loves you. Do you love him? See, John, Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse 15, if you want to turn there with me, John chapter 14, verse 15, Jesus said this. If you love me, you will obey what I command. Jesus said, if you love me, you said you did, some of you. If you love me, Jesus said, you will obey what I command. Let me say it once more, just make sure I get it. If you love me, Jesus said that night, you will obey what I command. Do you love Jesus? See, this verse has been oozing around my gray matter this week, if that's possible. If you love me, you will obey what I command. So I've been asking myself, do I really love Jesus? I mean me. I'm a pastor after all, but does, do I really love Jesus? And then I couldn't help myself. I thought about you. And I asked myself, do, do those folks that will be there on Sunday morning, many of them come Sunday after Sunday, do, do they really love Jesus? I mean, how can we know? If we really love Jesus, I mean, if we love Jesus in a way that he recognizes it, that, that he knows that we love him because he can see down deep inside there, you know. You can fool me. You can't fool him. So, I mean, do I love him in a way that he looks down into the depths of my soul and says, yep, Chuck Sundberg loves me. Well, I think in verse 15, Jesus made it rather clear how we can know. At least it seems to me that he made it very clear how we can know that we love him. You see, it says in verse 15 of John chapter 14 that we know that we love Jesus when we obey his commands. Here's the acid test. Genuine love of Jesus results in genuine obedience to Him. Genuine love results in genuine obedience. If you love me, you will obey what I command. Verse 21 says it this way. Whoever has my commands and obeys them, he or she is the one who loves me. You know, you could turn that verse around. There's another side to that coin. You could say it this way. Whoever has my commands, in other words, 
Whoever knows my commands, been to Sunday school, been to Bible school, been to church, or they just have a general knowledge of the Ten Commandments, let's say. Whoever knows my commands and does not obey them is not the one who loves me. See, what Jesus was telling these guys in the upper room that day was crucial to their future. It was extremely important that they would get this stuff. And one of the things he he emphasized was, you guys say you love me? (laughs) Prove it, my words, prove it by obeying me. See, these guys were about to face trouble and trials of every kind. They could not believe what they were going to face. It was going to be, well, life-threatening. The guys he was talking to in that room that night, all of them but one were martyred. See, in this world, you will have trouble. So what Jesus is saying to them, the only way you guys and gals will overcome The only way you will be more than conquerors is this. Obey my commands. See, Jesus gave his commands for a reason. Not to harm them, to help them. He didn't give his commands to be unfair. He didn't give his commands to be overbearing or to to put a a spiritual straitjacket on you that you say, oh man, I can hardly live because of all these commands of Jesus. He didn't didn't give them to us to be mean. No. Look at 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5 verses 3 to 5 says this. This is love for God. To obey his commands. And his commands are not burdensome. Come on. His commands are not burdensome. For everyone born of God has overcome the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only, only, only he or she who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. And I might add, in the context of what our scripture is in John, and obeys what Jesus commands. Do you love Jesus? See, Jesus knew the enemy. He knew that the enemy was shrewd and cunning and ruthless and a liar. He knew that the enemy was the great deceiver of our souls. He knew that the enemy would use any weapon he could find and stop at nothing to defeat and destroy the children of God. He knew that that's who the enemy was. So the commands that he gave them and us, Jesus gave gave these commands to them to serve as a guide for them through the treacherous waters of life that were about to roll over them. See, the reason Jesus gives his commands and expects us to follow them is for our good. It's for our life. It's for our spiritual existence. 
It's for life abundant. If you love me, you will obey my commands. But Jesus didn't just leave it there. He didn't say, you know, if you love me, do what I command. And then he said, man, I hope they can make it. I hope they get it. But we'll see. No. He said in verse 16, right after he says, if you love me, you will obey what I command. In verse 16, he says, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. You see, we know that we love Jesus when we obey his commands. We obey his commands by the help and power of the Holy Spirit. Hello. See, Jesus didn't say, you know, if you love me, keep my commands, and then left them to it. No, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor. You know, another way to translate that word counselor is helper. They needed big-time help in their world to follow the commands of Jesus. They needed big-time help in their world to walk each day in love and obedience. Not much has changed, has it? And that big-time help, listen to me now, that big-time help, more than enough help, was in the person of the Holy Spirit. The physical Jesus had been with them for years. And they didn't want him to go. I don't blame them. They loved him. They couldn't believe what they, they, they had seen him do. They, they didn't want him to leave. But Jesus says in chapter 16, verse 7, he says this, It is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the Counselor will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. See, Jesus was with them. And he says in verse 17 of chapter 14 that the Holy Spirit will will live with them and will be in them. The Holy Spirit will be in you to help you obey the commands of Jesus. Wait a minute. Just a second. You know what what I just thought? Now you aren't, come on now, you aren't trying to be obedient to Jesus without being filled with the Spirit, are you? Come on. You're not doing that, are you? I mean, you're not trying to follow Jesus, the commands of Jesus, on your own power, in your own strength, are you? You're not doing that, are you? Say it ain't so. You see, because that's not God's plan. And let me just ask you something. If you're out there and you're trying to live the Christian life and always been trying to live the Christian life on your own power, let me ask you, how's that working out for you? You see, that's not how God planned it. How many times, how many times do I sit and listen to some of God's best people? And they say, I I don't feel God. You know, on and on. They talk about how, man, it's a struggle. And sometimes it is a struggle. But you know what I think of every time? I think of, brother, sister, are you filled with the Spirit? Oh, come on, Pastor Chuck. Come on. You know, brothers and sisters, here's God's plan. 
We accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and become filled with the Spirit as we walk with Him. And if you have not experienced the fullness of the Spirit, you are not living in all that God has promised His children. We're on a journey to Pentecost. And it's God's will that you be filled with the Spirit. Father, fill me with the Spirit. Father, fill me with your Spirit. Will you pray that with me right now? Just just say it out with me. Father, fill me with your Spirit. Didn't want to say that? Why not? Don't you trust God? It's not me that's saying it. It's, it's, it's Him. It's His plan. Father, fill me with your Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, to this place. Well, wait, Pastor Chuck Hort, we're waiting for Pentecost. Not necessarily. If God wants to come in His fullness, in His power, today we say, come, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey what I command. Okay, how my mind works. Right away I thought to myself, what does, God, what does Jesus command? I mean, if this is important, what does he command? I want to know. Could it be The Ten Commandments? Well, that's Old Testament. Let me think about that. Are the Ten Commandments part of what Jesus is saying? If you love me, you will obey what I command. I would say yes. Because Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, I didn't come to destroy the law. I came to fulfill it. I am the fulfillment of the law, the Old Testament. So what Jesus is all about, at least partly, is the Ten Commandments. Let's do something. Let's have fun here today. Somebody give me one of the Ten Commandments. Just which one? Just anyone. We're getting to that one, Joe. Anybody else? I can't hear you. Thou shalt not steal. Let me just ask you this, brothers and sisters. Do you obey that one? Because if you love Jesus, you do. Thou shalt not steal. Are you stealing in any way, even by the... Even by your life, stealing your life away from God, thou shalt not steal. Let's have another one. Let's, another, another, anyone. Keep the Sabbath. Keep the Sabbath. Oh, man, I wish you hadn't mentioned that one. <laughs> you see, there is a time that God says you need to rest in Him. It's kind of the cycle of creation, you know. Do you give God His time? Is it important to you? You see, if you love Jesus, you will keep his commandments. Okay, how about another one? Just one more. Huh? Covet. Oh, good grief, Bob. Are you satisfied with what you have in life? What God has given you? Are you satisfied or do you covet? You see, because if you love Jesus... If you love Jesus, you will obey his commands. Here's one more that I thought I heard over here somewhere. Do not commit adultery. Are you 
living with someone who is not your husband or wife. Why would you do that? You see, move on, Pastor Chuck. You know, Jesus is pretty clear here. If you love me, you will keep my commands. It's not to hurt you. It's to help you. It's to keep you from the snares and pitfalls of our enemy who is shrewd and ruthless and a liar. Just read an article in the paper this week in Indiana. All you Hoosiers. Now, married couples are in the minority. Did you read that? You see, does it mean when Jesus says, if you love me, you will obey my command, does it mean the Ten Commandments? Well, yes, it does. But you can also find in through the New Testaments a list of, let's say, 50, about 50 commands that Jesus says. But people that look those things up and write them down, they have far too much time on their hands. People that that look those kinds of things up and write them down, they all agree that basically you can sum up the commands of Jesus in three commandments. Three key main commandments from Jesus. In other words, you only have three to memorize, okay? Does anyone have any idea at all what those three might be? Is there anything in this sanctuary at all that might give us a clue? One, commands of Jesus, love God with all your heart. That's one. Two, love your neighbor as yourself. Okay. Three, go make disciples. If you love me, you will do what I command. Love God, love your neighbor. Go make disciples. You know what, brothers and sisters? If you love God with all your heart, if you just love God with every cell in your body and seek Him with all of your heart, all this other stuff we've been talking about is going to fall into place. Love God with all your heart. See, what happens then is His love is flowing in me and through me, and it changes me from the inside out. And it flows through me to touch all the relationships in my life. And it changes that. And then the love so motivates me, the love of God so motivates me to, to share the good news, I'm sorry, the great news that Jesus is alive of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We can't help ourselves but live help, help ourselves but live lives that share the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know what happens? Our world changes. One life, one relationship at a time. Jesus gives these commands, all of them, because he knows us best. He knows that if we live life His way, according to His commands, 
we're set free. We're set free. We are back to what God originally intended for his creation. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. If you love Jesus, you, I, will obey what he commands. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Father, fill me with your spirit. In the closing moments of our service this morning, I want you to do something with me. I want you to, in your minds, write a letter to God. Just in your mind. No paper, pen involved. Write a letter to God. Maybe you, some, a few might want to do that here, kneeling at the altar as we pray. You may come if you would like when we start this prayer. As you write your letter to God, I want you to do two things. First, tell Him that you love Him. Really, tell Him, I love you, God. And then... Write to him, if it's appropriate for you, write to him on your letter something in your life that you are going to give to him in obedience from now on. Because you see, if you truly love him, you will obey him. Come if you'd like. Let's bow in prayer.